Welcome back to the JV Sports Room. As usual, your host, Jay Dino. The other half of the team behind the scenes, my man Vince. Yeah. First off, for you guys that are watching on YouTube, I'd like to thank you guys. If you guys haven't hit the like button yet, please like and subscribe. Continue commenting. We appreciate all the love, all the support you guys have been showing. Um, if you guys haven't yet, check us out at sportjv.com. Check us out, man. Continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We come with constant reels, constant content. And also, you guys can now check us out on Spotify, Google, Apple, or whatever platforms you get your podcasts at. All right, so why don't we jump into the starting lineup for this week? Over in the Kobe corner, holding it down. What's good? My what's man, good? Jay Money, welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. Let's get it. And in the starting center spot, you guys are quite custom to this guy. My man, Big Jay. Welcome back, baby. Big body, baby. Let's go. And you guys are starting to learn this guy a little better as well. Had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Welcome back, my man, Javi. What's good? What's good? It's good to be back. Javi. Looks like we got a nice NBA crew up in here. My man, Javi, I appreciate you wearing your tip-off oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. You already know, We got man. our tip-off yes, shirts sir. on today. We actually doing a tip-off shirt giveaway. All right? So um, anybody who likes, subscribes, and comments on the question that we guys are going to give you guys a little later in the show, you guys are going to get thrown into the raffle for a tip-off shirt. So... Uh, we're going to tip it off in the NBA. How can you not tip it off right now with this guy? John Morant. Mm. Cooking. This guy, what is he doing to the league right now? 52 points. And that was after a 46-point yeah. game as well. You know what's crazy about that? The Grizzlies, uh, they they led as far as uh, organization-wise. Most games played before they had a player who dropped 50. Mm. And what's crazy about that, John Morant got five of the top seven point score for that organization. That boy's just changing out the face of the organization right now. He really is, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if it's Vince Carter or somebody, but who was called the human highlight reel. But I think now, I think John Moran is starting to take claim that he's the new Mr. Highlight. He's like, must see TV. Every every time he's on the court, it, anything can happen. You know, whether it's a game winner. Whether it's a, mm -hmm. a head top on somebody's dome. Oh, yeah, man, uh, Yacopoto, I'm sorry. Rest <laughs> in peace. <laughs> it's wild, man, what he's able to do. It's kind of a throwback in a way because he doesn't have another superstar next to him. It's pretty yep. much him and, and, and a couple of role players who, you know, are stepping their game up. It's, it's amazing what he's able to do with this Memphis Grizzlies roster. Yeah, he's balling, man. I feel like he's emerged as everyone's almost favorite player to watch. Thanks. And this yeah. is compared to, yeah. you know, a lot of people like Steph, a lot of people like LeBron, like whoever you like. This season, John Morant mm -hmm. is at probably the top of that list now compared to last season. He's putting the league on notice. He's hungry and he's yeah. showing it. Mm -hmm. Hungry. Those Memphis Grizzlies seem to be hungry. Obviously, they have a great leader, but is it, is it almost safe to say that the Memphis Grizzlies might be the favorite in the West right now? The injuries that the entire West has, you know, the Lakers losing AD, you know, Denver still doesn't have Jamal Murray and Michael, Michael Porter. They're supposed to be coming back. You know, Utah's been having their superstars in and out of the lineup. Uh, obviously, CP3 and Draymond Green, you know, for Golden State and Phoenix. Like, is Memphis the healthiest, youngest, hungriest team at the top of the West right now? I'll, I'll say this. You mentioned the health part. If this team can stay healthy. If I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, if I'm John Morant, I do not fear any team in the Western Conference right now. I, my confidence level is high. You know, I feel comfortable going into any matchup. Whoever we get matched up with in, in the first round of playoffs, I feel confident with this team, with this roster, and with 
what John Morant is able to do on a night in, night out basis, confidence has to be sky high. Sky high. And then it's like, if the playoffs start right now, Memphis is going against the Nuggets. And if I'm John Moran, that whole Nuggets team, I like Jay said, I don't, I'm not scared of the Nuggets at all. At all. Even even with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, I, I'm just, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of that team. Uh, Michael Porter, he might be slightly overrated. I don't know. We're gonna see when he gets back from this injury. But you know, like Jay said, there's no crazy super team in the West like there has been in the last few years that you really gotta fear. See, that could change easily because they're only two games behind Golden yeah. State right now. So they could be facing against Minnesota or Clippers come that time. We'll see how it goes. That's a fact. You know, so, uh, I mean, it's a scary team to see in the first round. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the ability that, you know, they have at all different levels, you know, Steven Adams, what he's able to do down in the block and controlling the paint and playing defense. And throwing touchdown passes. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you missed another That was like college of DeAndre in the back right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle I mean, Man with an arm. I'm yeah. saying, like, Desmond Bain has been a surprise addition um, to this roster and what he's able to do to help this team grow. They got a lot of hungry talent, too, that I feel like people are just underestimating. You know, they have two of the top five players with the most points per game increase from last season. You got John number four with eight points a game mm-hmm. and Bain number three with 8.5 a game. So they're cooking, man. Jaron Jackson's averaging two, almost two and a half blocks a game. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's yeah. underrated. As a matter of fact, Memphis, I believe, is top five in the league yeah. in defense. And, right. and that's, that's a huge tribute to Jaron Jackson, Jackson, you know, Aquaman in mm-hmm. the middle and, and just these, these young defensive players, man. It's what they were missing last year. You know, we mentioned, you know, they had Valanciunas last year. It was not really known, you know, for his defense 100%. But with Steven Adams able to bring defensively, Jaron Jackson was out and missed the majority last season. Having him back, they have it at every single level. When you have a superstar player, anything is possible in the NBA. Yeah, it's great to see, man. I feel like, you know, it's great to see this Memphis team be back on top, top five for most of the season defensively. Mm -hmm. Because if, you know, we think back, when we used to watch Memphis with Rudy Gay, you know, when we had Tony, Tony Allen, Tayshawn Prince, that Memphis team was Z-Bow. just bullies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. bullies. Marcus yeah. Uh-huh. And they're a top 10, even at their worst, when they have bad games, they're still a top 10 defense. And, I, and I'm pretty sure for most of this season, they're also a top five offense. Yeah. And the one thing that people aren't realizing most when it comes to Memphis in that offense, in the West, they're putting up the most points per game at 113.9. That's a stat that they're not talking about. Mm. So they're just turning up, man. Jaron Jackson, 16, 16 a game. Uh, Desmond Bain, probably like 17 and a half a game. Melton is, I think, like top 15 in steals. And, then, and Dylan Brooks also missed a lot of games. Exactly. And last year, he was cooking. That's what I was Dylan Brooks is a beast, and mm-hmm. he's barely playing. doing all of this without Dylan Brooks. Yeah. So, I mean, look, look for Memphis to continue, you know, playing great ball as long as they stay healthy. Uh, I mean, is, is it safe to say that they – I mean, we'll look into this a little further into the show, but it's safe to say they could win the Western Conference. And, I mean, I don't want to steal anybody's I, pick, so yeah, we, won't, we, we, we won't go there right now. My but, hand yet. Yeah, we're not good. But <laughs> over in the East, though, um, we touched on a couple teams last week, Brooklyn mm-hmm. and Miami mm-hmm. and Boston, right? But one team we didn't really touch on, and, you know, they were the ones that made the biggest noise in free agency, Philly. Mm. He's playing great basketball. Yep. Scary. 
James Harden and Joel Embiid looking like they've played together before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how scary is Philly in the East? I mean, I like I like what they're doing. And the crazy thing about it, Maxi, I think he's a player that's just playing out of control yeah. himself too. And I don't think 100%. Tobias Harris has even got to playing his best ball this season yet. So let him get to that point come playoff time. And you're talking about a serious squad. Yeah, going going into the, you know, after the trade, you know, there was the rumblings of, you know, can will James Harden mesh with this team? Can Embiid and Harden come together? You know, because we've seen Harden's track record uh, with teams that he's been on. It's, it's not great. But, you know, the point that I was bringing up, you know, throughout the weeks was, do we not think that ownership and management didn't go to Embiid and say, hey, we're going to possibly trade for James Harden. How do you yeah. feel about it? You know, you have to know that Embiid gave the blessing on this trade. He signed off. He, signed, he definitely signed off yeah. on this trade. And... Especially because part of the deal was an extension. Harden had to take an extension for next year. So you don't think they're going to just bring him over and not ask Embiid, would you like to play with James Harden for another year and a half at least? Great point. You know, so. Yeah, it's, it's, and this goes to show you why you do these deals. You know, when you get the best player in the deal involved, it doesn't matter what you give up. You get the best player. And, you know, it's great. It's still early. We're only a couple games in, but from what we've seen in these couple games, they're clicking. Sixers mm-hmm. are going to be scary. They're clicking. They're clicking. It's going to be real scary. And whether they both play their best games or not, every team is probably going to be in foul trouble. The yeah. first <laughs> quarter and a half. And B took 27 free throw attempts last game. Jeez. Harden was 10 for 10. The last game, it was 37 a, combined. 37 free throws combined. It's, it's going to be torture for these officials to officiate this game. It's going to be real tough. And like Jay Money said, you know, we still haven't seen the best of Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. and he's still averaging 18 to 7. And that's the thing I think I mentioned when this deal first went down. I think James Harden is going to relieve a lot of stress from these guys, Tyrese mm-hmm. Maxey and Tobias Harris, and they're going to get a lot more open shots mm-hmm. instead of having to, you know, go against teams' best defenders every, every game. So um, I think James Harden just makes this team better. It, he makes it better. He, he's, he knows what he's doing. He, he knows how to, you know – control the game. Um, and and like I said, him and Joel Embiid are getting along great. I mean, Joel said he's probably the best passer he's ever played with. He, he doesn't even see half yeah. the passes that are coming his way. So, I mean, Joel's happy. You know, James is happy. I mean, this is what Harden wanted. Yeah, he Philly, wanted to, he wanted to run the show, and now he's running the show. My only doubts were I wasn't sure how much Maxi was going to eat because I know Harden likes to take all these shots, but Maxi 21 and seven first game, 28 and two second game. So he's still yeah, eating. So like, it, it seems like nothing's changing, even with Harden. And they said Maxi was like one of the most excited when Harden came in. He took Harden in oh, immediately yeah. as a mentor, just spending time with him before and after practice and just trying to, you know, soak up whatever knowledge he can of the game from his perspective. So and it's showing. Huge. It's showing. It's huge. It's, it's, it's showing. I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, we know about the, you know, whatever off the court antics there is with James Harden's involved. We, you know, there's something there. But on the court, he's still a top five player in the league, man. And when that yeah. player's on your roster, similar to the, you know, John Moran situation we just talked about, anything can happen. Anything can happen in the NBA when you have a superstar player. Now you have two. Let's see where Philly can go. It's going to be fun to watch. They definitely are going to have to get through those champion Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Yeah. Another team we didn't really touch on last mm. week. Let's touch it. Milwaukee Bucks climbing up that Eastern Conference yeah. ladder, mm-hmm. looking strong. Cream Another team is healthy. Mm-hmm. 
How you guys feel about Milwaukee possibly repeating? Uh, shout out to my man, Alex. That's his championship pick this year. Mm. I mean, Milwaukee, you know, we, we touch this. It's, it's a repeating drum here. When you have a superstar level player, anything can happen. Giannis is an MVP level player. You know, Chris Middleton is an all-star. You know, Drew Holiday is a great point guard in the league. But the player that who constantly is getting slept on or, or not talked about enough, who's vital to this team, is what Bobby Portis Jr. is a God, Bobby yeah, Portis. Yeah. Cooking. Bobby yeah. Yeah. just keeps cooking night in, night out. You know, Word. it's time to give Bobby some love. It's time to really start talking about this Milwaukee Bucks team in that conversation. Like you mentioned it, you know, this is the defending champs. Yeah. Got to start putting respect back on their name. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, they say when you lose, you win. Right. I think that's what happens when they lost Brooke Lopez. They won and getting Bobby Portis to yep. step up out of this, uh, exactly. off the bench. And great. He, he's playing great ball. Um, and it's it's almost, you know, my man, Alex, he uh, he said they've got a big four over there now. Yeah. I mean, they're playing good ball. And Bobby Portis has now had eight games this season where he's made six or more three pointers. Mm-hmm. That's huge coming from your starting center, yeah. especially when he's a great rebounder, yeah. you know, as well. So. I like what Milwaukee's doing. If you think about Milwaukee itself, you think about the East. I mean, leading up to the end of the season, it's going to be an interesting race. Only four and a half games separate the fifth place team from the first place team. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm going to be a tight race. I'm looking at you, Cleveland. Cleveland's not in the house today. You may get away with that one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. But I mean, Milwaukee, obviously, strong. Philly, strong. It's going to be a tight race in the East. Any other teams that you guys might like? to possibly make some noise in these last 20 plus games. Yeah, man. And, you know, I wasn't here last episode, but I was here in the comments defending, you know, the Miami Heat in the beginning of one of the first few videos. You know, that was my pick, the Heat. I just feel like, you know, they're they have a complete team. You still got Bam is one of the better defenders. Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. He did what he did in the bubble. Superstar Jimmy Butler. Yeah, (laughs) he's he's an alpha and he's a leader. You know, when Philly made their run against Toronto, Jimmy was the leader of that team over Embiid. He was leading the pack, even though they lost to that crazy Kawhi uh, Kawhi game winner. But I still think the Heat might be the favorite. It's tough to pick because everybody, like the first top five in the East, even maybe six with the Celtics, is just a tough call. And I wouldn't put my money on any of them. I mean, I I do like Boston a little bit. You know, it seems like they are starting to come together. Um, My biggest thing about Boston is, they actually have a healthy Robert Williams for once. I think Bully. that's the biggest piece Bully, for them this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Tom we've Ward. we've talked about yeah what what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can do, um, but the fact that they have that that defender in the middle. I don't know his exact stats, but he's got to be top five in the league in block yeah, shots, right? Sure. So, mm-hmm. um, Robert Williams, shout out to you for staying healthy, bro, mm-hmm. because you are a difference maker, man. And exactly. I, I like I like Boston possibly making a little bit of noise, at least giving one of these higher seeds a little bit of trouble in the first round. I like what the Celtics did with Derek White, too. You know, I know Schroeder had his games where he was he, he was hooping and he did what he had to do, but Derek White is more of a playmaker, and I know he, he, he has his games where he gets like two steals, three steals. He's a good defensive, balanced player. And even, um, you know, when I look and I see Grant Williams getting more minutes, Grant Williams might not do much on the stat sheet, but he's like just a defensive presence, like, like, like an Andre Roberson. You ain't going to see much on the stat sheet, but he's mm-hmm. a physical defensive presence. You know, surprisingly, they're a, they're a top defensive team in the league right now. So that, 
for me, that's a surprise. I didn't think the Celtics were going to turn it around the way, the way they have the second half of the season. But you got know, the time board in the middle. Yeah, they're cooking. They're cooking. And shout out Al Horford. When Al Horford plays, Al Horford does a lot. There you go. It sounds cr- uh, yeah. Twenty twenty two. I hope for still playing, <laughs> but when he plays, you know, he, he plays his part. He he, he has a high, high, high basketball IQ. He, he could be a difference maker if he's healthy. If he's healthy, yeah. and, and let's not sleep on a veteran team, uh, the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors are still playing great ball. You know, mm-hmm. Fred Van Fleet is, is is leading his team along with you know players are stepping up like OG. Uh, Pascal Siakam is elevating his game. Uh, and we're seeing the the emergence of Scotty Barnes, the rookie yep. that they took this year. Big, big game the other night. You know, his ability to do some playmaking, uh, some defense, get you some rebounds. That's uh, another team that is going to continue to climb, going to continue to get better. They have veteran leadership, veteran head coach that who's been to the dance, who's has championship uh, under his belt. East is tough. I think East is tough. East is East a is tough core. This is you can look down the list and, and say one, two, three, four. Five teams that nobody's going to argue with. Nope. You know, if you if you take them. So, so let me put a question out to the room. Considering that the mandate may be lifted up in New York with the vaccine, come playoff time, mm-hmm. if Brooklyn's healthy, mm-hmm. is that the scariest? Let's say they're seven to eight seed. Scariest seven to eight seed that any team want to see. The <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's safe I to agree say. for sure. I mean, I agree. It's going to be tough to see what happens. You it know is, I mean? it is. We don't know what's going to happen. And it's like, if it doesn't happen, at least they're the A seed and they're going to play more away games. So you'll have Kyrie more. Mm-hmm. So if the mandate stays, at yeah. least he'll play a little bit more. But without that mandate lifted, I, I just don't. There's no way they could win with so, Kyrie staying home. So Kyrie, They can make it far, but he's, the, of course, the difference maker for me. So a little something about Kyrie not playing in New York. He's given up 11.7 million of his contract of home games he's missed to this date. Yeah. 12 mils, 12 mils still to me. But yeah. to him, maybe not. Between him and Ben Simmons, you can yeah. buy a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> All the money they've thrown away this year. What may come back and bite them in the butt here is, is you know, we've seen it with past super teams get put together. You know, that camaraderie. You know, yeah. they haven't really played together. You know, even the, even the main core of, you know, Durant, and Kyrie, you know, we really haven't seen them on the court together at the same time. So it, it, that may be the, their X factor is how much camaraderie mm-hmm. they have if they do get Ben Simmons back healthy. Correct. You know, with the additions of Seth, Seph Curry and Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they are winning games, though. So, and man, that's a scary 18. Yeah. A that was, scary AFC. That was a tough part about, you know, when Harden left. I just... You, in a way, I feel like they didn't give it enough time, even though they lost Kyrie, because Harden, KD, and Kyrie barely, literally barely played right. a mm-hmm. good amount of games together. And when they did play, they were cooking people. Last year, I think it was only two out of the three stars they had, and they beat Milwaukee bad mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, when I think uh, Harden got hurt or whoever it was, and it was just KD, they lost. But when they had two out of the three stars, they beat down the champs from last year. And and you mentioned the champs from last year, and that actually takes us straight to the Who You Got segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Who you guys got? I mean, we're going to talk about basketball this time. Who you, you got? Basketball, you guys. Yeah, sure. I don't I'm even know who I got. <laughs> All right, well, this segment of Who You Got, we're going to do a little bit different. This segment of Who You Got, I want to know who you all got mm-hmm. and who you guys got in your NBA finals. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to reveal your NBA champions, feel free. All right, so this is where we're giving off our tip-off shirt. All right, we, we need you to like, 
subscribe, and leave your NBA champion or NBA championship finals in the comments. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to tip it off. My man in the corner, since you got the tip off shirt, I want to know who you got <laughs> in your NBA finals. Hobby. All right, All right man, this is who I got. But I have one thing I'm going to add. This is who I got if both teams are healthy. Okay. I'm breaking the rules. But I got the heat. breaker here. I got the Heat versus the Suns in the finals. Mm. If everybody's healthy, I feel like, you know, CP3 and the Suns have a chip on their shoulder the way they went down last year. Without CP3, they had Chris Paul last year. I think the Suns could have did it. And I also feel like the Heat have a chip on their shoulder from losing to the Lakers. Fully healthy Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Fully healthy Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Fully healthy PJ. And we, we don't even know what Oladipo is going to do. So I feel like Oladipo should help. Suns Heat, Suns Heat. If they're all healthy, I got the Suns in the fire Heat. Fire finals. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Suns and Heat. And in the and finals, you got the Suns in four. Uh -huh. Suns in four. Oh. Nah, nah, nah. I ain't going to make you do that. I ain't going to make you do that. That's but we all going to bounce it over to my man over in the Kobe corner. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I am curious to know if you got the Lakers in the finals still. Nah, honestly. <laughs> I <don't think> <laughs> honestly, I think we could get in that play in, but. I don't think we're strong enough to even have the adversity for what we've been showing to win a seven-game series at all. So that's me being a Lake fan, just put it out there. But um, who I got? Mm. That's I'm gonna the go, segment of the show. I'm gonna go left on this one here. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna get crazy with it. You go know, ahead. just 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 for fun, right? <laughs> and um, let's say the city of New York lifts up that mandate. Mm. Kyrie could play some home games. Ben Simmons, this can play at that superstar caliber level. That team is going to be scary. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that team makes a run in the East, finds a way in the finals, playing on the opposite side of the brackets where them and Philly meet. That's the storyline I like to see. Mm -hmm. And Brooklyn takes it to get to the finals. Now, from the West, I'm going with Javi in this one, man. I like Phoenix. I like Phoenix to be in there. So basically, you need a fully healthy finals to see those two. Because yeah. Yeah. that's a whole lot of injuries between those yeah. two teams. That's a lot of ifs. That's a lot yeah. of ifs. Tell them. Let me paint this picture for y'all. <laughs> All right? Let me paint this picture for y'all. This is, this is going off the, little off the wall right here. Y'all call me crazy in the comments. All right? In the East. Call them crazy in the comments. <laughs> in the East, right? Well, crazy we talked about it. We talked about them. Two superstar level players. Yeah, I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm not a Sixers fan. But at the same time, I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers representing the Eastern Conference in the finals with James Harden, Embiid, and them boys. We talked about it. It's going to be tough. They're going to have to beat the Bucks to get there, and they will. All right, now in the West, it's gonna, I'm going to go a little off the wall here. I want to first of all give a shout out because a couple shows ago, a gentleman sat right here and said this particular player has arrived, all right? And said he's the MVP of the league. I'm gonna give a shout out to Juju Jarvis. I'm taking Memphis Grizzlies, Ja Morant, and them boys to represent the West in the finals. I like it. Shout out to Jarvis. I didn't believe it when you said it, Yo, but I believe it now. That was a while back. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a few yeah. shows back, man. Yeah, Jarvis yeah. said it. Yeah. Ja Morant yeah. has arrived. Yeah. Oh, you see him? He started writing on the wall, boy. I mentioned it earlier. If I'm in the city of Memphis, <laughs> I do not fear anybody 
out of this Western Conference, John Morant and the I mean, Memphis Grizzlies versus Philadelphia 76ers. That's my finals. I can't front. That's, that's a fun finals. Mm. And I can't front. Took one of my picks. Ooh, okay. I'm not going to lie. I like Philly in the finals, too. Let's go, my man. Like, that addition of James Harden makes that entire team better. Yep. Um, I think the only team that could possibly stop them if they're fully healthy and fully vaccinated is Brooklyn because they have Andre Drummond, a great big man in the middle that can actually give Joel Embiid a hard time, especially since he played with them. Right. I think Brooklyn beats Milwaukee without a problem. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah. But, I mean, Brooklyn beat Milwaukee the other day without KD or Simmons right. easily. Brooklyn takes out Milwaukee. Now, Brooklyn and Philly in the finals. I don't think Brooklyn can stay fully healthy for seven games of a finals at all. KD has not been healthy all season. Right. Ben Simmons, his injury just got prolonged even further. Yep. Right. Kyrie, only playing away games for right now. Too many ifs in that Brooklyn lineup. Right. Give me Philly. And hopping over to the West. Mm. Too many uncertainties. Too many injuries over there, too. Give me somebody who's already been there. Give me a champion. Mm -hmm. Give me the Golden State Warriors against the Philadelphia 76ers that's, in the finals. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Golden State, Philly in the finals. But I like the picks, man. You know, I, I do like Philly. And shout out Doc Rivers. You know, Doc Rivers is a Hall of Fame legendary coach. He's the only coach to blow three 3-1 three leads in playoff <laughs> history. It's never been done. <laughs> Hold on, to blow, to blow three, three, one leads. Come on, Doc. I don't, I don't know if it'll ever be done again. Hey, man. Come so, on, shout out, Doc. Hopefully, they're not up, up three, one this year in the playoffs. Three, three, one. <laughs> your son's a hooper. Shout out, Doc. Man. Yeah, shout if out, he Doc. up three, one, he just going to the locker room after that. What? Shout out, Doc. Who y'all got? You guys, share it in the comments. Yeah. Let us know. Get yourself in that uh, in that raffle, yeah. man. Get in that drawing. Get a get a tip off shirt. And I read something earlier that's pretty interesting. You know, um, Lakers are waving DeAndre Jordan for DJ Augustine. And the favorite is Philly to sign him. So Philly got their backup center right now. DeAndre yeah, the Jordan. backup center that they lost. So probably you know heading what? to Philly. I, 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 that makes me I'm like Philly even more. Yeah, I'm not I'm mad serious. at it. They said LeBron wants to win a title. He should take less money and go back to Cleveland. <laughs> that young group. <laughs> All right. So let's lay, lay the land out again. So you got healthy, Suns, Heat. Suns, Heat. Golden State, Philly. Philly, Memphis. Healthy, healthy, healthy. <laughs> Brooklyn, Suns. Okay. <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a comment on who you guys got. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to touch back into the NFL now. Um, not a whole lot going on, but uh, so we wanted to spark it off with a fire NBA section. Um, but in the NFL, outside of the combine coming up, which you guys definitely should check out on thir starting Thursday through Sunday. Um, but uh, also going, what's going on over in Arizona? Like, oh, that, you got a whole Kyler situation, whole saga going on over there right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, they try to keep things under the wraps and not put it so public. You know, back early this month, Kyler unfollowed him in social media. You know, he was a little upset with some things going on internally. 
regarding his contract. As of this Monday, his agent, Eric Burkhart, sent a uh, statement to the Cardinals brass requesting that Kyler be in line with the current QB market. Mm. So for y'all to get a perspective right, Kyler coming off his third season, going to his fourth year, rookie contracts, in his case, you know, fully guaranteed for the first four years. Um, fifth year is, you know, there's the option there where he can be extended or he can play for the fifth year option. This year, he set to make a base salary of 965 k with a four and a half mil bonus, which is fully guaranteed paid off in the fifth day of the league year, which is only a few weeks, a couple weeks away. In this case, and being aligned with the current QB market, I'm going to ask y'all some questions about it, mm-hmm. but I honestly think Kyler, I get secure in the back, but I think he might be playing himself in this situation, right? You know, someone I take into context like Lamar Jackson, you think? He doesn't have an agent, right? Right. He's gambling on himself right now. He's delaying his extension on a purpose. And to me, I think, you know, a lot of people think about Lamar, right? He's more high risk for injury with the way he plays the game. But he's all right with the fifth-year option. So if you think about the fifth-year option in Lamar's case, which is going to give him 23 mil, by playing through next year, this guy's set to make 40 to 45 mil a year. It's true. So getting this extension, this current QB market, to be in line in terms of the average, Kyler might get like 25. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a structure increase. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the Cardinals, I'm like, all right, fine, take it. You know, he wants to be there. He wants to, he wants to win a Super Bowl there. But if you think about his accomplishments, three years, mm-hmm. rookie of the year, mm-hmm. two pro balls, mm-hmm. first playoff appearance last year, mm-hmm. this past year, actually. Let me ask y'all a question, though. With those accomplishments, do y'all see Kyler as a top five quarterback, though, to go through all this controversy right now? Kyler's a top five quarterback in the terms of... You know, should he be paid as a top five quarterback as of right okay. now? Has he significantly improved his game coming out of college to where he's at now to go through all that he's going through right now? I think that's it's kind of a, like a loaded question to me because I agree. I, I think from what Kyler was able, is able to bring since coming from the college into the NFL, you know, we've seen the electric play, you mm-hmm. know, what he's able to do with his feet, uh, his arm, you know. I think, yes, in terms of pay, he should be paid because just we see the trend. You yeah, know, the way that the NFL yeah. works is whoever the next man up quarterback wise is just going to reset the market. You know, right. we saw with Dak and Carson Wentz, you know, they reset the market. So the NFL is always going to pay the quarterback. You know, it's a quarterback league and a quarterback's always going to get paid. Now, whether it is he deserves it, I think that's the question that, you know, where, where it gets interesting. Think about Kyler, you know, you mentioned his, his accolades or lack thereof. You know, I think at the same time, I, I think we need to, 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 to point the camera towards, you know, his head coaches. Is his head coach setting him up for success or for failure? You know, you mentioned you know, Lamar Jackson. You know, we, we know what John Harbaugh was able to do as a head coach. You know, Arizona bringing in Cliff Kingsbury a couple of years ago, it got scrutinized because, yeah, you know, he's a young, you know, the NFL, you know, we talk about trends. The NFL is into young-minded, you know, offensive-minded coaches. You right, know, Cliff, King, right. Cliff Kingsbury coming from college was that. He was a young, offensive-minded head coach. But the trigger, the trick was that he didn't win in college. Yeah, right. He didn't win at Texas Tech, you know, coming into the league. So he wasn't a winner coming in. So I'm thinking, you know, the quarterback's best friend is, should be the head coach or the offensive play caller. You know, I think we're mm-hmm. something's missing there between Kyler and the head coach. You know, you mentioned the playoff appearance. You know, you're you're out with DeAndre Hopkins. 
for the majority of the end of the season. Yeah, yeah granted, his, his play has gone up and down, but I still think what he's able to bring offensively with his legs and his arm, I think he should be in line with that next, you know, that next level of money. No. I think he deserves it. No, I, I couldn't agree more. He definitely deserves it. He, he deserves it. He, he's, he's a winner, um, and his coach isn't necessarily a winner. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it is the coach's fault. You know, you know, I, I definitely feel when he's on the field, um, he deserves every penny he's given. And do I feel like he's cutting himself short by not waiting until next year? Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, because he could definitely, he's not going to make Patty Mahomes money. He set the president. He set the bar, right? Yes. But he could definitely make somewhere in between what he could make this year and there next year. And I, I definitely think he, he should wait. Um, he, he's cutting himself a little bit short. I agree with everything you're saying. And he's definitely shortchanging himself right now. And the fact that y'all both talked about the coach, which just gets me to question the situation. Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. You know who's agent? Eric Burkhart. Same agent as Kyler. Now it's the coach trying to secure his position for success to bring this up. So there's a lot of like internal stuff that to me that's a question. But they're not telling you that on ESPN and all these little outlets you watch it. Yeah. But we're gonna let you know. It's just, it's uh, interesting. Interesting. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. But I mean, while we're on the topic of quarterbacks, um, we mentioned the combine coming yeah, up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Something we definitely got to look forward to. So on Friday, you got the offensive line, running backs, and special teams dr- doing their drills. And Saturday, you got the D-line, and you got the linebackers, where Sunday, you got the cornerbacks. So that's the schedule for y'all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Peep it. NFL Network, they do live coverage throughout this whole time. So it's going to be a fun time. But sure. on the quarterbacks, you know, let, let's kind of, let's break down to some cats we're interested in seeing testing out in this combine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Matt Corral, we're not going to see there. Right. Um, because he's waiting for his pro day. Right. Um, but for somebody who I'm interested in seeing, the all-time leader in passing yards for Pitt, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Um, I'm looking to see him at the combine for sure. Yeah, we saw him in the Senior Bowl, lighting up the Senior Bowl. Uh, talks was coming high that he, he looked good uh, in the Senior Bowl. He's definitely in that conversation for a top QB taken. I don't think there's really a standout yeah. um, you know, quarterback, like number one stamped quarterback in this class. Um, it's going to be a couple guys that make it a guy I like to see how he tests out is, uh, Sam Howe, Sam Howe, the mm-hmm. UNC quarterback, yeah. um, you know, three years, uh, of 3000 yard plus yards, uh, throwing the ball. I think about, you know, Sam Howe that people don't realize he's, he's a rushing quarterback. You know, he does a lot of his damage oh, through yeah. the ground. Much you like know, Kyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this year was a little bit of down year for him, uh, which is why he's not getting a lot of praise, but you know, people don't realize, you know, he lost to his starting Running backs with Javante Williams, who we all love, Javante yep. Williams, and uh, Michael Carter, Deami Brown, Deami Brown, and Daz Newsome. They lost some receivers, so he lost a lot of weapons. So maybe that's why his numbers don't look uh, look that great. But he's a quarterback that I'm excited to see how he tests, and especially the rushing ability. If he does come in in that mid fours, you know, mid to late four, yeah. you know, four 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 five. Depending where he goes, man, I, I like him a lot too. Yeah, um, yeah. You give him the right weapons and the right system, mm-hmm. I, I could see him succeeding in the NFL for sure. Well, I think he hit a good point though about his rushing ability, and I think we've seen when he had all those weapons there that he was able to make those throws. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, the way today's game is that we see it in so many organizations that dual threat quarterback look is just coming to take over the game. Yeah. You know, it's it's really something that's on the forefront. That's why, to me, I think seeing Malik Willis at a liberty, I'm interested to see how he can test. Right. We know he got. We know he's athletic. Yep. Yeah, right, for sure. But can he make all the throws? Right. That's what I'm interested in seeing when right. it comes to accuracy. Yeah, where, where mm-hmm. he's at with those throws. Yeah, yeah he's, if he's able to test well and he's able to, you know, make all the throws, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. 
he could be the guy. He could be the high, the guy where the ceiling is the highest. You know, where his his rushing ability. You know, there's a lot of mocks saying that you know he's a first rounder right now. We'll see where he falls in in the first round, whether it's top five, top ten. You know, back half of the first. He's combine is gonna. He's gonna earn some yeah, money. This combine is gonna tell a lot of that. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. But also, we got the running backs. That's Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, couple good running backs that I'm interested in seeing: Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. Um, lo- looking to see them test out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this running back class in a whole, you know, it's it's interesting. This could be a very great class, or it could be a very average class. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they test, especially after the combine and into the pro days. Um, it it kind of reminds me of the Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny year, or or even as so the the Leonard Fournette. The Dalvin Cook, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon yeah. year. It kind of reminds me of that year where we needed those numbers to come in. We needed mm-hmm. the, the 40 times. If we can get some of these big guys, you know, we mentioned Isaiah Spiller and Brees Hall. These are big running backs. Yeah. yeah. You know, these are 220 plus pound running backs. Right. If we can get these guys to run in the low four fours, yeah. l- low four fives, it could be huge. We could so, possibly get maybe more than one first round running back. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let me let y'all know, man. Like this, this is my time. This is my time of the year. I love it. You know, uh, you know, when we talk about these running backs, like the guys you mentioned, that's that to me. I think that's the top tier, right? Yeah. That's the top tier. I don't think this running back class is really deep. But where the gems at? But where the gems at? <laughs> <laughs> so to me, man, I think the guy that can make the most impact for his draft value right now, they got him as a like late day two, early day three type pick. I'm curious to see what Tyler Algier can do. Ooh. 5'11", 220, junior out of BYU, three straight 1,000-yard rushing seasons, 49 touchdowns. This cat had a 10% target rate in college. To me, those numbers speak every down back capability. Yeah, I so agree. I think he I can agree. make the most impact for sure. his draft stock. I'm not going to lie. I had my eye on him since yeah. the beginning yeah. of the season myself, sure. man. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I'm telling you. Number 25. I like, I like him. Uh, a guy I like that, that – I like Isaiah Spiller, but a guy that I think this combine can really elevate into that right now, he's in that top three conversation. But Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, mm-hmm. if he can show the ability to catch the ball consistently, because mm-hmm. that's one thing he's lacking. You know, he, he had two years uh, in Wake Forest, and then he transferred to Michigan State. He's the nation's second leading rusher with sixteen uh, hundred rushing yards with nineteen touchdowns. That's my but guy. He, but he did not catch the ball. And in this modern NFL, you got to be have the ability to catch threat. the ball. Mm-hmm. So if he can show consistency catching the ball. He could be in that conversation as the first running back off the board. Hey, Michigan State gave us Le'Veon Bell. That's a fact. You know, you think about it on Thursday, you got the wide receivers doing their drills. So, you know, Thursday's going to be fun, actually. You got the QBs, tight ends, and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But uh, who, not, who do y'all like for the wide receivers? Not, not going to lie, man. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Obviously, he took a tough injury towards the end of the season. But I wanted to see Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I wanted to see his combine. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah. Similar to the running backs in this case, this wide receiver class, it can go anyway. Mm-hmm. If we can get, you know, dif- difference with this wide receiver class from passes, we get a lot of big bodies in this class. Oh, yeah. Big body boys are definitely here oh, yeah. making a statement. A lot of guys six foot and up, six five. So if we can get these numbers, these, these, these wide receiver 40 times, like I say, in them low four fours, you mentioned, uh, you know, Jameson Williams, he's not going to be able to test. Another guy that may may or may not test, but George Pickens out of Georgia. Yeah. Um, and a guy I know we also like is Justin Ross Justin out of Clemson. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. see if these guys coming off the of injuries, if they test or not. Um, but a guy I like is kind of under the radar, could get himself in that conversation for, you know, a late first, maybe a second round, 
wide receiver drafted would be David Bell um, out of Purdue. 6'2". We'll see where he weighs in. Right now, we got him at like 205. 18-year-old breakout age. This past year, he had 93 receptions, uh, over 1,200 receiving yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, He's a guy to look for and see how he tests. Like I said, it all comes down to the numbers, where these guys run. Uh, the rushing times, uh, they can get them in the low four fours is what we're looking for. Yeah. You know, you mentioned how it's a lot of big body receivers, right? Yep. Six foot and over. Drink That's why I'm actually interested to see another player test out, and I'm going to go on the other side under six feet, right? Penn State, Jahan Dotson, 5'11, mm. 185, junior. 143 recession, 2,066 yards, 20 touchdowns the last season. The thing that's most impressive about him to me, he got a dominated rate of 44%, which is like in the 90th percentile, a catch rate that puts him in a 95th percentile mm-hmm. in terms of target share as well. Yeah. Out of these wide receivers coming out. I mean, you know, you got to think about it. Penn State gave us Allen Robinson. They gave us Chris Godwin. They, 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 they bring some athletes to the yeah, league. They yeah. sure do. You know, so, uh, I, and if you watch his film, this guy plays taller than the sub. There's some scrutiny by him not really being 5'11", kind of like the whole uh, Devontae Smith noise like last year. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when you think about it, like a Tyreek Hill, for instance, right? He came into the league, 5'11", 180 pounds. We see what he can do. Yeah, I right. think there's too much emphasis put on a receiver being like six foot one, six foot two and above to be completely successful or a Hall of Fame in the league. Can't teach speed. Can't teach can't speed. Teach you speed. can't teach right. natural talent. You mm-hmm. can't teach heart. Facts. That's what I like about Jahan Dots. Facts. I like that pick, man. And I mean, but you, you talked about uh, also the wide receivers, but also tight ends uh, that are going to be at the combine yeah. that same day. I know somebody you got your eye on. Yeah, yeah, man. That boy. Number one tight end over in Colorado State, that yeah. boy Trey McBride. Yeah, Trey McBride, man. I mean, that boy, that boy's son right there. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, he's a John Mackey Award winner, yep. which goes to the best tight end. Uh, in 2021, he received that award. He was also uh, given the unanimous All-American, so he was on that squad. And the uh, thing I like about him itself, um, if you think about unanimous All-American players, right, mm-hmm. I'll just run down some names for y'all in the last two years that we've seen in the NFL that were also unanimous All-American. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Oh, I knew that was coming yeah, first. That was coming. <laughs> I was talking tight end, so I might as well, right? I knew it. So Najee Harris, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, you got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I mean, Chase Young, uh, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out there in Arizona with 159 tackles this year. Yes, sir. Patrick Satine. I mean, these names now, you know, they, this 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 is the generation that's coming up in the yeah. game. So, that's you know, that your name is all Mary Speaks. And you know who else is on that this year going into this uh, draft? Kenneth Walker got on this year. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall got on it last year. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Just a little facts for y'all. Those These are guys, the man. Names I mentioned. Trey McBride <laughs> is definitely probably the, the 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 gem of this tight end class. Another name that I definitely want to throw out there. It's, it's kind of a two horse race for me. Is, is Jalen Watermeyer out of Texas A and M? Like big it. boy, man. Yeah. Six 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 two sixty five. Mm-hmm. Three uh three years of five hundred plus receiving yards. What could you ask for with a big body tight end? You know that's what you want. So we'll see what these guys test. It's exciting time of year for us, man. I know for you, um, these you know guys are deep and love your team. We're gonna give you all the content you guys need, man, to get the, get your what do your team needs? You know what these young up and coming talents. Uh, we're seeing what the NFL's thinking about changing. You know, and, uh, news that broke uh, a couple of weeks ago is the XFL and the NFL are coming together yeah, yep. to 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 merge and to work together. 
Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Shout, shout out to, to you. The Rock, boy. <laughs> Making things happen, Take, man. Taking the XFL, which was a dying uh, brand, and now bringing life to the XFL, but also potentially bringing life to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working together, kind of like similar to the G League and the Basketball. NBA. Mm-hmm. They're going to test new rules, find new ways to innovate the games, yeah. in- innovate uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna do new things. So it's exciting news, you know. We always talk about from college to the league, you know, only yeah. certain select players can make it to the league. It's, it's a very small percentage. So what about the guys that can't make it to the league? Now they have another outlet outlet in the United States to build a game, to be able to build the game, build themselves mm-hmm. to potentially get back into the league. So I dig it. Shouts to Dwayne The Rock Johnson for merging with the NFL and working that out. It's, it's going to be huge, man. Huge. Yeah. XFL yeah. should be starting back up in uh, 2023. And it was up to vote right now, too, as well. One of the possible league changes, man. They, they, they're voting on a possible overtime rule change. We've seen with this KC Buffalo game. Yeah, for the us, Josh right? Allen rule is what they're going to call it. That's yeah. what they're going to call it, right? That's what it needs to be called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cool. It's actually going to allow opposing teams the opportunity to, to match the touchdown, you know, if the first team scores a touchdown. Right. You know, so, so that's really cool. It, it, it makes it a lot more fair. I mean, I think that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, it's, still, it's this Josh Allen rule. You know, we saw this past playoffs with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs where Josh Allen never got an opportunity. You know, right. he, you light the scoreboard up. You get your team to win. And you don't have an opportunity, you lose to a coin toss. So this gives uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes if it gets approved or not. I think it's a great addition to the game. But I think there's other things that the NFL needs to start incorporating that the XFL did during their short stint before COVID uh canceled the league. But mm-hmm. one of the, the rules that they were doing, I don't know if we if you guys peeped it, was there was no kickers. No. Yeah, there, I, there was no I kickers. So after you scored a touchdown, you had a one point at the two yard line. One point conversion, or a two point conversion from the five yard line, or a three point conversion from the ten yard line. Yeah. That's a that's a a little change. I I would like the NFL to to bring some excitement to the game. Could you imagine, you know, a fourth quarter, you know, game on the line, you got to go for three from the ten yard line. Yes. I think that that would be cool. That could be that smooth, be. man. I think this is where the game is going to change, and it's time. It's time to start in, uh, innovating. And hey, I, reimagining the game of football. I think you still got to keep, I, I say, you know, at, you know, imagine adding the two and three point. I think because, you know, you're talking about a lot of jobs getting canceled, right? If you take away the kicker, right? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, you talk a lot of jobs getting true. canceled. A lot of lives being affected from, from, a, from an athlete that worked hard to get himself to the <laughs> league, right? But um, I like the added concept. You know, we already got the two point conversion, but, you know, since these are professionals, you know, maybe being three points from like the 15 yard line yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That'd be you cool. know, that, you know, really changed the game, man. I like it, man. I like I like changing the game up, man, for the better. You know what I'm saying? Better. Obviously, the Combine does that every year. Yep. So you guys make sure you check out the Combine Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fire, man. Plenty of young prospects. Um, obviously, next show, we'll be coming back talking about who was who stood out at the Combine. Those young prospects, we're going to be wrapping them up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to be coming back with free agency talk. Yeah, yeah, NFL yeah. about to open up free agency here in another week or two. Man, we're going to talk about some of these free agents that could be having new homes. Facts. Um, yeah, it's that time of the year, man. Like, you know, um, it's, it's the off season for many, but, you know, JV Sports Room, you know, to us, it's football. no off season. Yeah, 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 it's football 24-7. It's basketball 24-7. It's what we do, man. All right, gentlemen, well, that's all the time we got for today. Jay Money, appreciate yep. you holding down that Kobe so, Corner. And Big J, of course, holding down the starting center spot. Hey, real quick, if you guys made it this far in the, in, in the show, hit that like button. And obviously, remember, we got the tip-off giveaway. Make sure you like and subscribe. 
Throw your comment in on who your NBA championship is going to be. Championship finals. Um, and obviously, thank you guys for watching. Like and subscribe us on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out at sportjv.com. And obviously, if you want to support the show, you can also cash app us at dollar sign JV Sports Room. And remember, you guys can also now listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And as usual, I got a quote for you guys from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Be humble, be hungry, and as always, be the hardest worker in the room. Thank you guys for Thanks. watching.